Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Tim Petrop, which, oh, which, uh, just got that, uh, the intro music just almost ran back. It like surprised me in my headphones. Uh, you heard my name in the headphones. I'm here with my brothers, Michael and Jason. What up, boys? What up, the Tim? O- the only two twins that what? You know, you know what? I'm not even in the mood for that today. Don't. Uh, yeah, I'm not in the mood. Today's the worst it's day of my life. Day. Today's the worst day. Like I don't want to say the worst day of my life, but I've, I've been fortunate enough where this day is probably up there. Um, you like uh, <laughs> Andy Bernard. Life. Andy Bernard, like this is the worst day of my life. I haven't had a very difficult life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had I've had some trials, but I'd say this is like top fifty. Because yesterday, what happened is that I was watching the Jets, the team that us three brothers root for, win. And in the process, <sighs> the next twenty to thirty years of my life just got devastated legitimately like the that Rams. one game can affect the next 20 years of our lives like the los angeles rams are one of the favorites to win the super bowl it's not like we beat the i don't even know the jaguars or something on the road it's dude. the rams on the road there's not even the excuse of they came here and and they were tired and they were jet lag. No, we went across the country and beat the Rams. Are it's you like, kidding me? In the first half, I was kind of laughing about it. And then I was like, all right, like enough is enough, Rams. And they even had chances at the end of the game. They kicked a field goal like pussies. Yeah, I thought there was no way the Jets were going to lose. At some point, they were like down six and there was like 10 minutes left. I was like, all right, we're yeah. going uh, fourth no, and no four good team will not come back in that deficit. A fourth and four, they throw a 40 yard pass to Gerald Everett that goes incomplete. The Rams are the weirdest fucking team, yo. That's ridiculous. They're either like fully on or they suck. Do you know what's do you know what's the worst part about it? All the stupid decisions that Adam Gase has made throughout the whole year that usually were terrible decisions were all working. Like running the ball on third and six with Frank Gore. I know it dude. worked. What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? <laughs> That's not supposed to work. That never we works. Legitimately, we could make this whole podcast about us being angry Jets fans, to be completely honest. And I'm, t- I'm going to tell you why it was the worst day of my life on top of that, though. In our home league, which worst if you day are, of your life. <laughs> one of the worst days. Us Petropolis is like to speak in uh, superlatives. In, uh, ap- we hyperbolize. Yeah, we hyperbol- We like to hyperbolize. Everything's either the best or the worst. Um, but on top of that, the money league that we talk about all the time, that we care about so much, that's the best league we play in. My team decided to put up the highest score in the league this week after getting eliminated, after busting and putting up 108. 166 half PPR points I put up. I am, I am a lot of absolutely devastated. I'm crushed, Michael. See, I, I, Damn, beat, I, don't blame you. I beat your team for fifth place. Yeah, not for nothing. My team absolutely shit the bed this week, so I'm like, whatever about it that I lost last week. Isn't it nice? Um, Isn't it nice? <clears throat> yeah, but let me tell you, Tim, because I have three teams 
um, going uh, this week. One of them already won. Nice. Another one, I need Pittsburgh defense to stay under 16 points, which any other day I'd be like, defense 16, ha. But we got Ryan Finley (laughs) against the Steelers, so I'm legitimately scared that the Steelers will score 16 points. But that's what I need. All I need is Pittsburgh to stay under 16. And then I need T. Higgins and half PPR to go over four and a half. And, bro, this is our... I don't don't like Higgins. The one with T. Higgins is our dynasty league. 16 teams, super deep. All our benches are awful. Yo, I have four people who scored double digits on my bench. Mm. And now it's up to... I had... Hanson, Tyler Johnson, C.D. Lamb, Austin Hooper, Chase Edmonds, and now it's all down to T. Higgins. You you didn't play C.D. Lamb over T. Higgins? That's your fault. C.D. Lamb has been absolutely terrible. Uh, T. Higgins has been terrible too. I I need I need T. Higgins and Judah to score to score more than fifteen <clears throat> to be in a championship this week, and uh, I need some other stuff. I'm a favorite in one of my games. I'm an underdog in another. But uh, guys, James Conner is out tonight. Yes, he is. We're gonna to get to that in the yeah. news, but we're, we're over here venting. Talking I about need the worst uh, days ever. Actually, I need exactly four points. T. Higgins has one game under four the entire season, and it was the first game where he didn't play any snaps. Well, then he doesn't have a game under four. Is what you're saying? Exactly. Yes. So it's he better get the damn. You four know, points. you you know, you just <laughs> did though, Michael. Right? You sealed, no, I don't care. You sealed your fate, bro. You you don't play nah. with the fantasy gods this way. You sealed I'm your fate. It. No, they they know. They know this this shouldn't happen. Just do it. <laughs> um a reminder, uh brotofantasy.com is where you can find everything Broto Fantasy. Um patreon.com slash Broto Fantasy if you want to support the show. We have live streams every Sunday. We had another successful live stream this Sunday. Thank you everyone who keeps making these live streams just constant action. It's an hour of literally like constant constant action we're getting trying to get to every single question that we can um so come in and ask us for your start this sit this decisions next week in championship week the most important one the one for literally all the marbles all of them every single one that's the one you're going for so don't forget at brodo fantasy on twitter to come join us for that and um let's get into the news and our boy uh, uh, Danny H. Danny H. Those stories and more in just two minutes. Stay with us. Thanks for joining us this half hour. I'm Don Harrison. Around the world in 30 minutes. This is Headline News. So, Jason, you mentioned already the first headline. James Conner not playing tonight. Downgraded to, to out. I mean, we were telling people not to play him anyway. Um... Because one of the reasons is because you'd get trapped in a space like this. So if you were starting Connor, like, and you are desperate now, you're like, holy shit, what do I do? Like, what yeah. do you do if you're in that situation? Uh, I mean, I suppose, luckily for you, this is a game where there's a lot of running backs who might have an impact. Trevion Williams, Gio Bernard. Um, but the other guy in the Bengals, I'm forgetting his name. Thank you, Samaj Piran. And Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland. Like, there's five guys who can make an impact. So, un- unless you're our patron, Ethan Rohrer, who is going up against James Conner and picked up every single running back in the game. Yo, let's go, Ethan. To- 
Yeah, that's fucking great. Let's the cock fucking block go. Is <laughs> it's actually, Ethan shouted out his brother, Jordan, who did that. But yeah, shout oh, out okay. either way. Jordan. Shout out Jordan, OG. <laughs> Jordan the OG. He's been listening for a while, you could tell. Yeah, so um, if that's not the case, my preferred play is Benny Snell because it's the Bengals and he's probably going to be the goal line back for the Steelers. It's a tough scenario to be in, but expectations weren't high for Connor to begin with, so I don't think it changes that much. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I agree. The only way it changes that much is if you're in a situation where you could argue even that this is like a Zeke Pollard scenario where you'd rather Connor be out so you could just start Snell and know that he's going to get most of the carries. Yeah, since but James Connor been struggling recently and been sharing the load a little bit more. The 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 problem with that is he's not Tony Pollard for sure. Oh, 100 percent. Benny Snell sucks, but yeah. I'm just like touch wise, I'm talking about. Uh, keep the running back news going. Falcons, uh, his the interim head coach Raheem Morris, who's been doing a great job, especially with that defense. Um, although they pulled the Falcons yesterday, uh, said Edo Smith is the lead runner right now. That's big. yeah, it's big. Honestly, Todd Gurley has been absolutely atrocious since like week ten. I mean, he was getting buoyed by his touchdowns, but he had some decent games earlier in the season, like against Carolina, he ran well. But at this point, with his 95-year-old human legs, I guess he just can't keep up with an entire NFL season. And it's it's sad, yo. This dude two years ago was, like, taking the NFL by storm. It's crazy how fa- how fast running backs could fall off a cliff. It's absurd. I, it, is, it is insane. That's why Dynasty is so crazy when it comes to running backs. Here's a guy who did the opposite. He went from dangling on a cliff to running up the mountain full speed. David Montgomery, guys, as of right now, has the fourth most opportunities of any running back. Dalvin, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, James Robinson. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about David Montgomery, but that's in the the headlines for whatever reason. Bro, um, Montgomery is four of his five best games ever over the last four weeks. I don't know what got into him. I'll, I'll take the L here. Honestly, it's not like I can't. I, I, I can't not say he's been a monster like just look at the damn numbers he's been ridiculously good over the last four weeks and i don't know what switched for him but geez louise is he balling out he looks better i think i think there's something to be said about the fact that he's only in his second year michael all right sure yeah but when someone is legit bad through their first 25 30 games ever it's weird for them to just flip a switch and be an absolute monster for four straight games. It's not act like it's not a little strange. I'd also like to note that Terry Cohen is out. People are forgetting that Montgomery didn't play that much when Cohen was healthy. I mean, he still played a lot, but he didn't play this much. He's not seeing that many receptions, but like he's still on the field a shitload. I mean, but you got to give credit where credit's due. I'm still not sold on him as a player. Sorry. He had 32 carries last week. So, I mean, a lot of people could take 32 carries for 146 yards. I might sound like a hater saying that, but right now you, I mean, right now you're riding the wave of David Montgomery and you're probably starting him in your championship as you should, but I'm going to probably be the person who laughs at the person who takes David Montgomery in the first or second round next year. I was going to just ask that question because it doesn't really matter for right now because it's happening right now, but you guys mentioned Tariq Cohen, Jason, you mentioned you're not sold on his talent yet. Um, it's going to be interesting because he's he's going to have that momentum, right? He's going to people are going to 
the pundits are going to say, look at the way that he finished the year. This is a sign that he is improving and going forward. So we're going to have to put the Joe Mixon of last year. Nah, but we're going to have to put in the work in the offseason to see if he actually did improve because, because, you know, we could see it with our eyes. It looks like he's better because he's running farther, but you need to really like break it down. Is it becoming a better running back? Is his vision becoming better? Because that's, that's what you need to know. That's, is it, is it him that's doing it or is it, outside factors because this also started when Mitch Trubisky took over again and Mitch Trubisky is just better for the offense overall so it's 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 a lot of factors so we have a lot to talk about this offseason which is a reminder that we are a year-round podcast we are going to be bringing you podcasts year-round that includes the patreon patreon.com slash broto fantasy if you still want two episodes a week that's where you're gonna have to go because during the offseason we do cut it down to one episode a week rather than the three episodes a week that we do now although we have two we do two days of recording. We only do one day of recording, but then we also do an extra episode. So if you want to keep that kind of trend up, patreon.com slash Broto Fantasy. Um, the Patriots are not going to the playoffs for the first time in 11 years and only the second time since the year 2000. Um, Stefan Gilmore is out for the season. Probably, you know, precautionary. He's going to be going over surgery. Probably could have got the surgery after the season they are talking about, but obviously this is, you know, Got to, got to get him into surgery now, and who cares about the rest of this season? Yeah, I mean, the Patriots are also out of it. So, sayonara, New England Patriots. Boo-hoo for you. Um, Jalen Hurts, in the most obvious news of the last decade, uh, he is named the starter for Week 16 against the Cowboys. Of course. Uh, Doug Peterson added, obviously, at the end of the statement. Yeah. So, <laughs> there's the take there. Uh, James Robinson... Ankle injury, left the game, Was said that he might have returned, but never did. We're going to have to monitor this very, very close because all of a sudden, what what do you even do if you're a, a James Robinson? Do you have to handcuff with Dari? No. No. If James yeah. Robinson is out, sucks for you, but you're definitely not starting Dari Agubawale. Right, I'm well, sorry. We'll talk about that um, <laughs> as well. The Carolina Panthers fired their GM, Michael and Jason, go to town. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you get a piece of shit quarterback paying money to be your starting quarterback and sent your franchise back years by saying, be good, just good enough to get us four or five wins, please, every year. Let's do that. Let's always have a mediocre draft pick and never make the playoffs. That's what you do when you sign Teddy Bridgewater. Fuck out of here. So dumb, and now the GM's fired because of it. Sorry, guy. You had a shot and you blew it. You said this before, Jason, at one time. Like, someone's like, how did Teddy Bridgewater set their franchise back? They're, they're winning or whatever. And, and, and you're like, no, because he's worse than a, a terrible quarterback because he sets you back because he makes you just good enough to be shitty. He makes you yeah, just dude, no. good enough to, to miss out on the top 10 picks. Teams are too okay with being mediocre in the NFL. If I was a GM, I would either suck really bad or have a franchise quarterback. No in between. I don't care. You need a quarterback, dude. The Jets need to move on from Darnold because he's losing his rookie deal. Like, you need to find a quarterback on a rookie deal, and you just can't sign people like Teddy Bridgewater unless you have the best defense of all time, and the Panthers' defense sucks. It's just dumb. Can't do it. Can't win with him. There's there's another option, though, because Darnold hasn't been good. You sign him to an extension at a reasonable price, and you still take a chance on him. He's only twenty. Only if it's a very team-friendly deal. But yeah, like I'm, I'm talking like twenty million dollars a year. I think we could do that. You could, you could do that. Still a lot, man. It's a quarterback. 
Yeah, but you know that's that's what mediocre quarterbacks are making this year. I mean, that's what that's what uh that's what Nick Foles got. Like that's I don't know, man. If I was a quarter, like if I was the Browns back in the day, I would have drafted Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen with the first and fourth pick. If you have a franchise quarterback, you're good to go. I would have had them duke it out. Like people, I don't. I think people undervalue how important quarterbacks are. I agree. And then worst case scenario, a couple years later, whichever one of the young guys you have on your bench, you trade him for a lot of draft capital or dynamic players that could help you win with the quarterback that you chose out of the two. I do think that would have made a lot of sense as well. Uh, just a, a little flex here that I've, I've said that Josh Allen was the best quarterback in that draft three years ago. I was all over that. Um, but you did like Josh Allen. I, Jason, you know, you could do that one day. Just putting that out there. I've been trying to get Jason to be a GM of an either MLB or, or NFL franchise. I've been putting it in his head every single chance that I that I get. Because as you guys know, Jason's in law school. So he's right on track. This is the track. This is how you become a GM. You're taking the steps so far. Just want you to know. <laughs> they could use you over there. They could use you with the Jets, bro. They could use you. Although, let's see what let's see what uh, Joe Douglas could do. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Oof. His injury looked bad. He'll probably be out. X-rays came back negative, luckily. I don't think it's, hear it. I don't think it's he's going to be out. Yeah, I don't think yeah, it's X-rays, he's gonna man. Be out. But like, it's good news to hear for his life, like sure. for going into <laughs> next year. He might have torn a, um, a ligament or something, but he doesn't have a bone that's broken in half. So that's a good thing. Um. Yeah. I mean, personally, I'd rather have a bone that's broken in half for sure. Um. Le'Veon Bell. Can't tell if you're serious. No, I'm. I'm. I'm totally serious like uh, I've both of the do a ripped a ripped muscle is way harder to get him back from than a broken bone um yeah i mean he's he's well, who are we talking about again i, I just got uh, lost in the shuffle Le'Veon bell levion bell's not a to do he's gonna be a great player we're gonna talk more about Le'Veon bell um in the upcoming weeks for sure because he's going to be a name that everyone's gonna be talking about well the upcoming week it's championship week you're right you're right well some people weeks some people. We're still going to come to you week 17. Don't worry, people. All right. So um, that is all. So let's get into our first category. What do you say, guys? Let's get into the we saw that coming. Always ready for the good categories. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> I saw that coming from a mile away. This is the section where we tell you things that we saw coming last week. Michael, why don't you start us off? <sighs> Tanny. <laughs> Tanny, Tanny is the best. Ooh. Ryan Tannehill, folks, balling out. Holy moly! Against Detroit, thirty-seven fantasy points, over two hundred seventy passing yards, three passing touchdowns, and to boot, why not? Twenty-one rushing yards and a couple rushing touchdowns too. Woo! Ryan Tannehill absolutely balled out. AJ Brown even had twelve point nine. So you can't really complain about that. So he had a nice day as well. Corey Davis, 20 points. He caught that huge touchdown. Derrick Henry had a huge game. The Tennessee Titans offense is firing on all cylinders right now and are absolutely balling. And Ryan Tannehill is a big reason for that. We loved Ryan Tannehill this week. The Brodo patrons, literally, if you ask the Brodo patrons what is Brodo known for, they'll probably say Ryan Tannehill. Sure. That's how much we love Ryan Tannehill, the true value king, just been balling out. He has it's hilarious how many of us in the Discord 
were rooting for Ryan Tannehill last week because he's on so many of our rosters. And with 37 points, you certainly were very happy about that. Yeah, a few patrons were a little bit weary of us on Thursday when they sat Justin Herbert for Tannehill because Herbert balled the fuck out. But then Tannehill was like, hold my cleats. Yep. <laughs> hold them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, for those who don't know, the only podcast I told you three years ago, Ryan Tannehill was secretly good. It's just that Adam Gase was horrendous. Um, Jason, you up? I'm sticking to the quarterback position. Someone I was higher on than consensus. I had him as my seventh quarterback this week. And, oh, boy, did it pan out. Mr. Jalen Hurts. You had him at seven. Let's go. I had him at seven, dude. 37 fantasy points. What's amazing about him is that the reason I had him so high was his rushing floor. The week before, 18 rush attempts for over 100 yards. He did, in this game, 11 rush attempts, 63 rushing yards, a touchdown on the ground. Love to see it. But that's not what the bulk of his points were from. 338 pass yards and three passing touchdowns against Arizona. Holy this moly. guy, those are ridiculous numbers. Cam Newton has eight touchdowns through the air all season. Jalen Hurts had three in one game. He has four in two games. Like, this guy is looking amazing, man. He's he's reminding people that he put up better numbers than Baker and Kyler Murray in Oklahoma. And you know, I was the, telling... Shoot. Sorry, I, it's not to cut you off, but I was telling Jason yesterday, Tim, like, it's ridiculous how bad NFL scouts are at trying to find quarterbacks. Like, typically, they go in the first round, but, like, guys like Pat Mahomes falling to, like, number 10... Deshaun Watson falling to number 10. Uh, even Justin Herbert this year being the consensus number three quarterback behind Tua and Burrow looks absolutely ridiculously dumb. It's, and looks like, like looks like Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson were the better choices than the the consensus top three of that draft too. Baker Mayfield, yeah. Sam Darnold, and Josh Rosen. And now with Jalen Hurts, this dude in the same system at Oklahoma had better years than Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray had. Passing and running. Like and just I don't because know about you. I think but if if I was Jalen Hurts going up against Kyler Murray, I'd want to prove something. Like you would think maybe they're boys because it's the same alma mater, but I'd want to be like, no, I want to be the better quarterback from Oklahoma. And it's or not that's that, how I'd look at Not it. only from Oklahoma, like Jalen Hurts' story is so dope because he got he got unseated by Tua, transferred, yeah. transferred from Alabama, and now he's coming in the league same year as Tua. He's probably pissed at Tua too, but he he's always been like a bulldog, Jalen Hurts. He's always he never he takes a job and he never lets go of it. And it's 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 gonna be hard to see him letting go of this job. It's gonna Doug Peterson's gonna have a hard decision to make. If if they end this year in a it like going, Carson Wentz has already like hasn't he already requested a trade if he's not no, he's Carson Wentz said that was bullshit. He said it was no. bullshit. There was a report yeah, was that the, he, it was he a said fake rumor. A fake rumor. Well, he was definitely told to say that was a fake rumor because ain't no fake rumors. I don't about. know. They said, like, the person who said it was a fake rumor. Carson Wentz apparently has a lot of stuff going on in Philly. Like, he has a food truck and stuff. Like, he really likes living there, apparently. He oh, just yeah. wasn't good enough to keep the job. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely, yeah. He's definitely I'm just, just going to live in Philly because he owns a food truck. Yeah, for sure. All right. Who is your, who is your <laughs> fucking guy? <laughs> Who's my what, Jason? 
Who's your guy? <laughs> it's your fucking turn. Go. <laughs> this is a guy that I've been telling you to pick up and just stash on your bench for like, I'd say the last three or four weeks. And I said, one of these days is going to pay off because one of these days, Ezekiel Elliott is just going to stop playing football because there's no other True. reason to play. You nailed it, Tim. And then Tony Pollard came up and did his thing. RB1 on the fucking week. And I want to shout out to Jason and Michael because they knew too that once Tony Pollard took over, and we went and we went over this on the Sunday Live, once Tony Pollard took over, he was a better play than Ezekiel Elliott. We did not like Ezekiel Elliott this week, but we loved Tony Pollard. As, as crazy as that sounds, because we knew Tony Pollard would be playing with more to prove and just a, a, a more uh, motivation than, than Ezekiel Elliott would. Zeke's not playing for anything right now. There's no reason to play Zeke again. If I had, if I had a house to bet, I would bet the house on Zeke not playing next week. So, Tony Pollard, now did we see RB1 overall on the week coming? Who could have saw that? No one could have. But we did tell you to play him. We all had him ranked as an RB2 or better. So, you, so we all had him ranked as a fantasy starter. And if you started him in fantasy, you were extremely happy. Uh, so, Tony Pollard, if you, if you put him on your bench uh, because you listened to me, let me know because I love doing that. <laughs> I love helping people win. So let me know if that was the case because I stashed Tony Pollard. And although my team, sadly, um, did not need Tony Pollard because I was uh, eliminated, um, it was nice to know that I was right about it. So, yeah, that's that's what I saw. Um, yeah. yeah go Tony ahead. Pollard absolutely balled out. And we, we put him pretty high up in our rankings right when the Zeke news came out. We had a lot of... Tony Pollard questions on our uh, on our live stream, and I think the majority of the time we said Pollard over guys like Ceh and Leonard Fournette. Even Leonard Fournette had a, a big game because of touchdowns, but Pollard outscored him. Pollard went off. That forty yard touchdown run was also beautiful. Yes, yes, he's 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 just been doing that Tony Pollard for his whole career. Um, Jason, I mean Michael, let's start again with you. Who is your second? Saw that coming. Yeah, our second we saw that coming. Uh, Backfield extraordinaire. Aaron Jones finally had that big breakout game again here against Carolina. We discussed on the pod saying he hasn't had that huge breakout game in a while. Like Philly, he had that 70-yard touchdown run at the end, which made it a huge game. But prior to that, he just wasn't having those Aaron Jones-type games uh, that we saw a lot last season. And Carolina was a perfect spot to do it. And he absolutely went off uh, in a game where Aaron Rodgers seemed to struggle for whatever reason against the Carolina secondary. Aaron Jones was his trusty steed. It also helped that Jamal Williams got banged up a little bit. <laughs> Tim's laughing at trusty steed. Go for watch sure. Shrek, Tim. I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm not making fun of you. It's actually funny. I laugh at your joke. Yo, but also watch Klaus. If you're trying to watch a Christmas movie, I she was fire. You're like the fourth person to tell me to watch that. That's the cartoon. No, right? Second. Really good. <laughs> it's yeah, animation watched it last night. It's like old time animation, but they like they use the newer effects to try to make it look a little newer. It's a good story. It's a it's a origin story. Yeah. Cool. I'll check it out. It's very good. But yeah. Uh we were talking about Aaron Jones. <laughs> we saw that coming because we uh we were expecting a huge game out of Aaron Jones, and he certainly he certainly showed up this time. Jason, who's your next guy? Yeah, this the second one was hard for me to pick, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it's kind of kind of a prick thing for me to say because it's like a I called this um, one. But, like, QT played well. I liked him. Um, 
Jalen Hurts, I just said. Well, with someone else. There were I just had people on my list. Two people I want to note real quick. Hunter Henry has he's basically sucked this season for the most part, but we really liked him. Um I had him as my uh top seven tight end this week. We were telling a lot of people to start him, even though he's been bad, and he destroyed uh Las Vegas. I'm gonna hone in real quick though on Melvin Gordon. Because that's a guy that we've had our fair share of disputes about on this show. Some of us like him a little more than others. And yep. he performed admirably, um, finishing as the running back six against Buffalo. The four catches for 20 yards were a nice addition. Um, the most catches he's had in a game this season. And he found the end zone twice. I had him ranked as a mid-range RB2. If I had him, I was playing him happily over a lot of guys like Kareem Hunt and CEH and Mostert, um, and he definitely performed well. So I'm going to go with Melgo as the official second guy of my, my pick. Jason just went full douche. Full douche. <laughs> full douche. Full just like full, full like I just uh, let me I'm going to go even, you, let me just tell I'm you gonna, all the players. <laughs> I'll go even more douche on you. Here's a reminder that last year, week 15, I finished as the number seven overall ranker. So I'm money in the playoffs. $5,000. And just, so, just so you know, we don't know where we, they didn't finish the rankings yet. So we'll see where we, you fall this week in week 15. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you fall seventh again. I would I love like, that. I feel like, to, feel like it's, that's a good number. All right. My last guy uh, on We Saw That Coming was Jonathan Taylor. We talked about how we like I'm the Taylor. We like Jonathan Taylor even with limited opportunities. And that was super important. Um because when you're talking about Jonathan Taylor, you're talking about limited opportunities because Naheem Hines Well not anymore. Right. But Naheem Hines exists. So he's completely taken over the Jordan Wilkins role. And Naheem Hines is clearly the number two back. So we're not talking exactly Michael. It, he's completely evolved out of that. And we saw that coming. Um, we said he's a he's a must start. You started him. Congratulations. Uh, definitely Jonathan Taylor is up there. Yeah, he's also balling out now. So shout out to Jonathan Taylor because he is another guy who had a very rough start to his rookie season and looks a lot better. He's basically done the David Montgomery, except he did it after like seven games in his career rather than like 25 games into his career. All right, it's time for Jason to get oppo douchey and talk about all the times he was wrong. Oppo douche. <laughs> Sounds like an odd superhero. Uh, it's a surprise, surprise. Surprise, motherfucker. All right, Jason. So why don't you start us off? Who's your first surprise? Surprise, motherfucker. Yo, honestly, my surprise is Cliff Kingsbury and Kenyon Drake. Yeah, man. What? Like, why? <laughs> why? Why? They like, give some type of warning, man. What happened? Kenyon Drake goes from being a super reliable RB1, RB2 borderline player. Like, he's been great recently, putting up double-digit points in every game, reaching the 20s multiple times, reaching the high teens multiple times. And then in a game where Arizona scores 33 points, Kenyon Drake gets 10 rush attempts. And two targets. Why? And does nothing. Because Kyler Murray. Absolutely nothing with him. And does nothing. Why? Because Kyler Murray became a goal line running back again. Thanks for healing shoulder. And Chase Edmonds gets five targets and catches a touchdown. I was and got 11 rushes. I was going to say, do you know why this happened? Because Kyler Murray's back, bro. 
And we get this talk- reverted. This reverted back to week four. Exactly. Exactly. Kyler Murray, goal line running back. Chase Edmonds, pass catching back. Kenyon Drake, guy who runs for three yards in the middle of the field. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. And I think it might continue next week. I think Kyler Murray's back. This, and you know what else is is the difference too? And I'm going to talk about Kyler Murray in my stock up section later. It's a spoiler alert. Um, but I'm basically telling you about it now. The difference is they were winning that way. Right? So the Cardinals started off the season hot. And then Kyler Murray got hurt. They ran the ball a lot with Kenyon Drake, which was good for fantasy and Kenyon Drake, but it wasn't good for wins. And now they come back and Kyler Murray's on fire again. And it equals win. In a in a yeah, game I mean, in a game where they needed every single one of his four hundred and thirty five yards to win. Yeah, I was tweeting it often. Before they played the Giants last week. Uh, the Cardinals were one in four in their last five games, and the only game they won was when D Hop caught that Hail Mary. Like they were basically a 0 5 team for those five weeks. And Drake is the casualty. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's as it's that simple. Drake definitely uh shocking because you just didn't expect it to be so different. Kyler Murray looked like Kyler Murray of week four. He he was running around ten rushes, bro. Like, yo, that is that's amazing to see. Goal line work. Amazing to see. He was throwing the ball yeah. easily, too. You could even tell on the routes of DeAndre Hopkins. The last I told you about the route Bush, right? How he was only running slants. He was not only running slants in this game. I'll tell you that for sure. He was running routes. He was running DeAndre Hopkins routes. And that is a, a complete correlation in Kyler Murray's back. It's a it's a it's a causation. It's causality. I'm telling you. Um that's all the adjectives I know to describe that. Uh, I just kind of, I just kind of did my stock up section now by accident. But thanks for, uh, thanks for leading into that one, Jason. Um, Michael, what about your guy? Uh, my first stock up, not someone we're uh, or I was wrong about Actually, technically, my, but I had. This is the surprise, surprise. I know that I just did my stock up because it, it you know, I went out of order. This is surprise, yeah, surprise, Michael. Because you're an idiot. What are you gonna do? <laughs> this guy. None of us saw coming, but I got to give him a shout out because he he looked great back in action. Marcus Mariota, Derek Carr going down early, and Mariota came in and played admirably. He made some Michael, 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 real quick before Michael talks about Mariota. I just want to note, Tim, remember, if you remember our Thursday night showdown, I drafted both quarterbacks, Herbert and Carr. And Michael said, fuck that. Remember, you guys bend the rules so that I wouldn't have both of them. Michael's team would have been so much better if I didn't have a flex because of Carr and he had Mariota. So you guys can suck it. <laughs> Your rule bending is the reason why I won on Thursday night. <laughs> and now, Michael, you can continue. <laughs> it's true. That's it's the fucking... best thing I've ever heard, ever. <laughs> Absolutely absurd. But I I did lose. I tallied the score. And I, I would have won if I had Mariota and Jason didn't have a flex. That is phenomenal. It's, that just, is... it's not. It's just like, yo, come on. <laughs> ah, it's outstanding. Like, it's outstanding. It's amazing. That's why you don't break the rules. And now ah, Michael's el- and now Mike Mi- and now Michael's eliminated from the championship. It's me versus you in the Thursday night championship. Yeah, yeah. you dumbass bye week. No, it's not a <laughs> bye week. I have it's the true. second best I'm record. I'm defeated and you have a bye week. Okay. Yo, I have the second best record. We all play two games. I don't have a bye week. Fine, right, I'll win again. I'll win again. <laughs> Tim with his fake I don't have a bye week. Whatever. I don't, we, all we all know what's going on. We all don't be mad because you're 0 2. Anyway, Marcus Mariota, <laughs> 17 for 28, 226 yards through a touchdown. The fun part, nine rushes 
for 88 yards, excuse me, and Michael a touchdown. Got, Michael got hiccups. <laughs> I got a hiccup right in the middle of the talk. It's going to continue. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, Marcus Mariota, he looked good, man. He had some very impressive throws. He showed why he was selected where he was in the draft at times. And then he also had a lot of bonehead throws where he saw why he's now a backup and not a starter for the Tennessee Titans anymore. But all in all, I think it was a good showing from him. Uh, if Derek Carr is out next week, Marcus Mariota, I'm not going to trust him. I'll tell you that. Like, I'm not going to trust him in a week 16 finals matchup, but it is a good story. And maybe in a two quarterback lead, he'll help someone win a championship. Me likey, me likey, me likey. Um, I'm going to go to a guy that we all liked to be a starter this week, but surprised us. And we already talked about him a little bit in the news section, David Montgomery. Uh, the, the way that he surprised us was that he was great in a not great matchup. Uh, we said that, yeah, he's been phenomenal. He's been getting the opportunity, but you got to remember the matchups that he's been getting has been, have been great matchups. This was not a great matchup. Minnesota has been good against the run. And he torched them anyway. Uh, so David Montgomery going as big as he did is my surprise, surprise. Jason, who's next for you? My next surprise, surprise, is a tight end who had, hasn't surpassed eight points since week two. Um, was continuously ranked as a tight end one because some people just apparently don't care about people not producing. And the person who went into the bucket one last time in week 15, actually benefited. And that's Noah Fant. Coming out of the woodwork, as I said, hadn't scored more than eight points since week two. Finally finds the end zone again. His first touchdown since aforesaid week two. He ended with 11 targets, eight receptions, 68 yards, and a touchdown. I certainly did not think you should start Noah Fant. I had him ranked out of my top 20 tight ends. I have continuously ranked him outside of my top 20 tight ends since approximately week three. And this is the first time it's burned me. But I know that some people were still considering him anyway because of his name value and because of anchoring bias. They think he's still the guy from week one and two. And as you can tell, I'm not I, I'm not happy that I, he did well because people starting him were dumb. But sometimes it works out that way. So I was wrong about no offense. A broken clock is right twice a day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, basically. Michael, how many times are you going to be right? Broken clock. Oh, schnizzle. So CEH, actually, real quick, high ankle sprain. Hopeful he'll return for the divisional round. He's definitely going to be out the next couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, that's great. How is that a high ankle sprain, though? Don't ask me. That's what what I just read. I'm just reporting the breaking news. I got a text from my man, Adam Sheff. Oh, yeah. Yo, you and Shefty. Yeah, me and Shefty. Oh, Shefty texted you this time. You usually text me. Oh, Shefty. Here we go. Shefty from the barbecue, right? Shefty. My second surprise, surprise. <laughs> Probably my worst. My worst miss of the year. Just happened to come on the semis. Sorry, folks. Uh, but what are you going to do? Tis life. <laughs> Marvin Jones. My bust oh, in the yeah. sleeper bust article. Went 10 for 112 and a touchdown. Are you kidding me? What? The dude put up 23 points. What? Like, that's all I really have to say. Like, the dude has kind of sucked the entire season. I laid out all my arguments in the article. Matt Stafford's completely banged up. What? Jeez, <laughs> Louise. 
This is, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Sometimes it happens. Another another scientific measure. Everyone said he was going to suck because Julio Jones was out, and he ends up having a great game. Matt Ryan. And not only did he, did he do that, he buoyed a great game from another RIP tight end who's been getting ranked in the top 12 for whatever reason, Hunter, Her- Hunter Hurst, who had a good game. Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst, <laughs> excuse me. Hunter Hurst Helmsy. <laughs> um, Hayden Hurst. We got fucking uh, Russell Gage had a great game. Calvin Ridley had a phenomenal game. And Matt Ryan had a great game. So shout out to Matt Ryan. He had a great game even though Julio was out and even though he's the most mediocre person. He's like the white sliced bread of the NFL. And, uh, you know, sometimes <laughs> white sliced bread hits the spot. So he hit the spot this week. White sliced yeah. bread is bad good. What are you talking about? If we're not talking like nutrition wise, white right. sliced bread is the way to go. No, because we're talking about everything wise. We're talking about like you could take a piece of bread and you could put melted cheese on it. And now it's better. <clears throat> you can make it into garlic bread. You could have melted Italian cheese. bread. You could have like artisan bread. You could have a, mm, there's so cheese. many better breads than white bread. But white bread is like, uh uh-huh. And whatever, yeah, but, like artist but, bread so, is white bread. but sometimes it hits the spot. No, no, no. I'm talking about like Wonder Singles, Wonder Bread, Wonder Bread. Right, Matt Wonder Ryan bread. is Wonder Bread. All right, that's fine. Yeah, say Wonder Bread. Though. Fine, Wonder Bread. It is. Go ahead, Jason. What was your Wonder Bread? He's done. You suck. Oh, oh, damn. <laughs> Michael's back because I beat him for fifth place. Uh, <laughs> I think you, you could tell this is our uh, our second to last one. We're having we're having a little more fun today. You know, we're all in the holiday spirit. Yeah, uh, but it's gonna be all business. Don't worry, coming up. Uh, that's you know, for, I that's for damn sure. I just, I just wanted to make a note. It's because I purchased Stouffer's iced gingerbread cookies today, oh. and if you don't know what those are, please check our Twitter because I just tweeted that they're the 101 of holiday cookies, and it's und- indisputable. I don't know about that 101 of holiday cookies. That's that's really you're, you're you're also talking sugar cookies with sprinkles that look like Christmas trees. Correct, I am. Yeah, I, I don't know. Those look like those are fire. You're also talking about butter cookies, like your grandma I'm, made it. Correct. I'm talking about all of these. Nah. nah. Uh, oh, I, you, you can't bring in grandma cookies. I'm what? talking like per, store purchase. Oh, okay, like box cookies. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I'll put them in the top in the top three. Put them in the top three. I'll take it. Maybe their stocks up. Let's find out. Something just came across my desk, John. It is perhaps the best thing I've seen in the last six months. Now, right now, John. The stock trades over the counter at 10 cents a share. And by the way, John, our analysts indicate it could go a heck of a lot higher than that. We are looking at a grand slam home run. Grand Something... slam, John. Grand slam. It did it again. I wish the people... It started I... over and it shocked me. I got scared Come on, again. Tim. Come on. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I was going to say, I wish the people could could have saw your face right there because you were so hyped about that transition. So hyped. It was a good one, but you were very happy about it. <laughs> so hyped. I, I sat back in my chair. I was like, yeah, I just did that. Um, stock rising. And I saw Jason's reaction. I thought Jason was like giving me a, oh, I'm with you. Good transition. Look. But no, what he was giving me is a judgmental. haha, Timmy's an idiot. I'm making fun of him because he thinks he's special. Look, which Jason. No, it was a good one. Oh, well, fuck you anyway. Uh, Kyle, what were you about to say to me? <laughs> I was gonna say, I guess Jason's uh, "I'm proud of you" and "I'm secretly making fun of you" looks are the same, which is uh, which is not good for reading his face. That's why he's a lawyer. Um, I already talked about Kyler Murray and my stock rising, so I won't. I'll just mention again that I think that we're looking at a situation for that the semifinals and the finals. You have yourself the Kyler Murray of what the anchored 
version, as Jason so said, anchored bias, the anchored version of Kyler Murray that you have been hoping to have. So he is in my stock up. Uh, Jason, who's your first stock up? My first stock up, uh, not necessarily off of just this last game, but it's Mr. Hollywood Higgins. Rashard Higgins is clearly the number two option for Baker Mayfield these days, and Baker Mayfield is playing at a great level. Last week, uh, last night, the Browns didn't have to do much against the Giants. It was a cakewalk for them. And even so, Rashard Higgins was super efficient. Four catches, 76 yards on only five targets. Baker Mayfield didn't have to throw much. I believe the Browns only had like seven um, drives yesterday. The average is 12. So like that just goes to show you like there wasn't that much to go around, but they were just super efficient. And just because they were just running the clock and just destroying the Giants. And even so, Rashard Higgins showed that his floor is wide receiver 37. He's a wide receiver three or better. Against Baltimore, he was wide receiver 15. Against Tennessee, wide receiver eight. And now, in championship week, Rashard Higgins is going up against the Jets. Give me all that Higgins. The Jets who might actually think they have a chance because they no. just beat the Rams. No, no. The, Jet, the, the Jets are going to be on honeymoon mode next week and get completely slaughtered by a hungry Browns team. Slaughtered. I agree. Out to pasture. And out to pasture slaughtered. I agree. And I think that Higgins is going to see at least the five targets he saw against the Giants. Over the last three games, his average is around eight targets. I expect him to see that much. And I think he's going to be a wide receiver 2-3 option again. I think he's going to – his stock is up, and he's going to be in some championship-winning lineups. Love it, Jay. Michael, who's your who's your first stock rising? My first stock rising, shout-out to the Rook that nobody even knew existed a few weeks ago, coming back from an injury and absolutely balling out. Salvan Ahmed dominated in his return. 23 rushes, 122 rushing yards, a touchdown – Five-yard reception, but whatever. But guess what? The greatest thing about this, this was the first 100-yard rusher for the Dolphins in two years. Wow. And it was Salvan Ahmed against the New England Patriots. Interesting. Balled out, dude. Had a huge day for those who trusted him. We also discussed him on our live stream and said he absolutely has some uh, low-end RB2 flex appeal off the jump because... Brian Flores has employed a one running back offense for quite some time now, basically the whole season. And man, I didn't, I didn't even expect this good of a game, but here we have it. The dude balled out and now he gets Las Vegas next week. As long as miles Gaskin remains out, he's going to have to be ranked as a top 20 running back because he's getting the, the heavy load on that team and he is performing admirably. Yeah, for sure. Uh, hard to say anything else except that you're right, and I'm gonna sing tonight. You know what I'm happy about, real quick? Um, about Salvan Ahmed, it doesn't even really have to do with him. Is that we have definitely come to the fact that Brian Flores is a one running back coach. Yep, yep, and it might be hard to decipher who that one running back is gonna be next year. The preseason, if there is one, will probably help. But there's a very good chance that one of the three guys that are probably going to be going in the double-digit rounds by this time next season, because I feel like that's how it's going to turn out for the Dolphins running backs, is going to be a steal come draft day. Do you know what? Do you know what? It, it He's also someone that's going to stick to roles, if that makes sense. So, like, 
Matt Breida was the backup running back in this scenario. But, and DeAndre Washington got nothing. So we know that not only is, is the person who was the first person who, to come back is going to get his rollback, the second guy gets his rollback too. It's a rollback for everyone. No injury penalties on this team. Um, my second guy is, whose stock is definitely rising is Lamar Jackson. Thank Jesus that the Lamar Jackson that you drafted is finally back. Um, if you traded for Lamar Jackson, great work because the last games have been great and they've been in great matchups. 26 points, 35, 36 points, I'm sorry, uh, 30 points last week. But that's against Dallas, Cleveland, and Jacksonville. Next week against the Giants, who's been very good. I think that you are obviously not sitting Lamar Jackson. Um, it's going to be interesting because I bet you a lot of people are making like Lamar Jackson versus Ryan Tannehill or Lamar Jackson versus Jalen Hurts because if you're if you're here, then that means you've either streamed quarterbacks extremely well or you found a quarterback off the waiver wire that has become your quarterback. So it's it, it's there is there's probably a lot of decisions being made like Lamar Jackson or Ryan Tannehill, Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson or uh, you know Drew Brees maybe or some, some, something of that nature. So um, I think that you're going into next w- week a little more confident about Lamar Jackson overall. Yeah. One of, uh, uh, he's, he's also running. yeah, I was going to say he's also back, quote unquote. Him and uh, Kyler Murray are in the same mold there that they're Using their legs very much so once more, which makes them super powerful fantasy dudes. And now Mark Andrews is back with him. True that. There you go. True that. Uh, Jason, you're up. I'm up. You know who else is back with him? Just to note, this isn't my guy, but Marquise Brown. I mentioned on the podcast, man, Lamar Jackson throwing less. Might seem counterintuitive. Much better for Brown and Andrews. Lamar Jackson's true value goes way higher when he's throwing the ball less. So less targets for the Ravens means better results. Boom. Only at Brodo will you ever hear that, but it's the truth. Um, my second stock up is someone who definitely surprised a lot of folks this week. J.D. McKissick. Who knew that Dwayne Haskins could check the ball down 10 times? He did it. He did what Alex Smith does. McKissick came up with 10 targets. Caught the ball nine times for 56 yards and a touchdown. Not only that, 13 rush attempts for 51 yards. He did not get the goal line touchdown. Peyton Barber did, as we often say on the podcast. Peyton Barber, like, is basically guaranteed to fall into the end zone (laughs) once every two games. Um, But that's all he's going to do. And he had four rush attempts for five yards and a touchdown. So um, that's it for Peyton Barber. And next week, the Washington football team get the Carolina Panthers. J.D. McKissick is going to be a very interesting play there. A lot of upside if he's able to see 13 rush attempts and 10 targets again. It's an interesting thing to consider going into championship weekend. I'm just going to buoy. I'm just going to bounce right off that because I'm staying in Washington looking at the football team for my second stock up because Logan Thomas, holy moly, this dude is turning into a must-start star tight end at this point. He just saw 15 targets, 13 receptions, 100 yards. Two of his last three games, he's put up at least 17 and a half fantasy points, at least 98 yards, at least nine receptions. He didn't catch a touchdown last week, and he still had a huge game. These two games were against Pittsburgh and Seattle. Like It's not even like it's bad defenses against the opposing tight ends either. Like Jason said, Washington against Carolina next week. 
At this point, Logan Thomas is a set-it-and-forget-it tight end one, and if you roster him, you absolutely have him in your lineup ready to go for your championship matchup. Facts, 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 facts. Let's talk about guys that you're hesitating to put in your championship lineup next week. Let's get to our stock down section. The worst day on Wall Street since the crash of 1987. The down traders are standing there watching in amazement. I don't blame them. We're now down 43%. Almost everything there completely wiped out. And the NASDAQ, everything and more has been completely wiped out. Let's talk about the speed with which we are watching this market deteriorate. God, my heart drops every time I hear that. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I'm going to go first because I'm the host of this bitch and I can do what I want, whatever. Um, I'm going with Amari Cooper. The reason why I'm going with Amari Cooper is because... Pooper? He had a poop-ass game. And look, we know that he struggles against good cornerbacks and we know that he's getting Philly. But the thing is... He's been really consistent. We talked about his consistency. Since week six, he's been anywhere between 10 and 17 points. Only going up past 15 once, only dropping down past 12 once. So he is the most consistent. The problem is when he's not consistent, it's not like he has a jump up. No, he has a bust game. He has a game that's ridiculously busty. He has a... Pamela Anderson in 1980 game. Um, So, yeah, Amari Cooper, (laughs) which Michael just texted me. I had Amari Cooper, idiot. Sorry, sorry, Michael. Amari Cooper's my stock down. You want to talk about him too? No, I'm not going to talk about Amari Cooper too. I'll just go to a different stock down, you annoying ass kid, Tim. What's funny is Tim goes, you want me to send it like before we started? (laughs) Like, no, man, you have ours. It's all good. Like, we don't need to check yours. And then he goes and just I'm, takes Michael's. I'm not gonna lie. I, this week, I, I didn't I didn't do it off my regular like uh, template. I copied and pasted Michael's text, and then I deleted as I went. And I must have just forgot to delete Amari Cooper because dude said Coop. That, sorry. So you just you didn't even choose Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper chose you. Yes. And now I'm the one who needs to pay the price. <laughs> Maybe it's a sign not to start Amari Cooper next week. Maybe. Or maybe it's a sign to start him. Maybe. Two negatives. <laughs> Make a positive. Anyways, geez Louise, Tim. I'm just going to – I'll create a new stock down other than Amari Cooper. Mike Davis. Because hmm. Mike Davis put up 23.8 points against Denver on, seven, on 16 touches. Looked like the Mike Davis of old. But then guess what? Against Green Bay in another great matchup, only seven points – two targets, two receptions, two yards. This is what Mike Davis has been. He had 10.5, 6.1, 8.2, 6.2, 6.4, 15, 9.4, 24, 7.1. The majority of those games are under eight and a half points. And that's who Mike Davis has been with CMC out outside of the first several weeks of the year when he looked like he a stud. That's just not who he's been. And now he gets Washington football team to close out the season. I expect CMC to be out. If CMC returns, of course you can't start Davis. But if CMC is out and Mike Davis is the lead guy, what can we expect against Washington? Can we expect anything more than eight, nine fantasy points? Time will tell, but he's certainly not going to be ranked inside my top 15 running backs. I'll tell you that. Yeah, um, super disappointing. You thought that he was kind of getting, uh, and this is what I 
or I remember when it was first like should I should I pick up Mike Davis or not? I was a little lower than I should have been. I said no. One of the reasons why I said no is because like at the end of the day, Mike Davis is Mike Davis and he's capped because he's Mike Davis. Um, no offense to Mike Davis. I'm sure he's a great dude, but he's not Christian McCaffrey. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, he's just he's very Mike Davis. So he can go off in the right situations. He can suck. It's just who's he going to be that day? Uh, Jason, who's your first stock down? I'm going to stay in Carolina. Someone I could have added to. We'll, we saw that coming. Mark Cooper? <sighs> oh, boy. I'm, I'm ready for this one. Mr. Dudu, Robbie Anderson. Somehow. This guy has it's anchoring bias again. That's all it is. He's convinced the masses that he's a good fantasy football play. Meanwhile, he's Cole Beasley of 2017. If you want eight to 12 fantasy points, go ahead and start the scrub. But you know what? There's also the chance that he doesn't even reach eight. And that's just what happened last week. You know what he did against Green Bay? He ended with three points, two catches for 21 yards. There are people out there who relied on Robbie Anderson to try to get them to the finals, including in our home league. And that person lost. A lot of people, Robbie Anderson lost. And you they only have themselves to blame for starting Robbie Anderson because the ceiling against Green Bay and Jair Alexander was 10 points and the floor was zero. And he ended with three. And who does he get next week? It's not any better. Washington. Washington is one of the best secondaries in the league. They're 29th. So third best against wide receivers this season in fantasy points against. Robbie Anderson needs to stay on your bench again. The stock is falling. If you don't need him, drop him. Hopefully your opponent picks him up and starts him. The landmine. That would be the happiest day of my life if that happened to me in the finals. Robbie Anderson, get him out of town. The Trojan, he should have been out of town a long time ago. That Trojan horse is something that could really help people. Like if you like let's say you dropped like Todd Gurley two weeks ago and then someone who needed a running back help picked him up and started against you. Boom. Trojan horse. This could be a Trojan horse you too. Just Drop Robbie Anderson. Maybe they need a, a wide receiver. Boom, they start with Robbie Anderson. They think they're doing good. Little they know there's a hundred little Greek men there to slaughter them. <laughs> Sparta, three hundred? No, man. Trojan horse. Oh. No, that ass. Like, I would hopefully your opponent has like Rashard Higgins and they're like, oh, Robbie Anderson's a free agent. Pick him up and start him. Boom. You're better off. Michael, did you just come out of Mike Davis out of nowhere? Like you didn't prepare for Mike Davis? Correct. That was fire, bro. Michael's kind of been shitting on Mike Davis for a while now, so he had it. He had it ready to. <laughs> I go. had it in the chamber. Uh, uh, here's a guy. I, I want to go my last stock down because this is a guy that um, his stock's not all the way down. Don't get me wrong; it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's not where you thought it was, and that's T. Y. Hilton. I think that seeing uh, Zach Pascal get involved in the offense a little bit, um, he did, had a good game. You know, four receptions, seventy-one yards, nine point one half PPR points. It, it, I mean, it's not the best game you were expecting. People are, I mean, I, I mean people are calling him T.Y. Houston because uh, he does so well against Houston. So you were expecting um, T.Y. Hilton to do big things. But with that being said, he didn't. And he's not this incredible uh, can't-miss guy who got you 16, 22, 21, three weeks in a row. You can't just bank on that. So I think his stock is down because he's not, like, all of a sudden the crazy wide receiver one that's going to win you a championship. Um, but... He's you know he's still a playable asset, still a wide receiver three next week I think, um, but he's you know expectations need to be a little bit uh, you know tempered. I feel you. I'm my guy is also someone who is still going to be playable next week, but I do think expectations should be tempered a little bit. Whereas you're probably not going to get a top five performance out of the guy, but at least you'll get a decent performance, and that's Dallas Goddard. 
He did see eight targets again, led the team in targets again, but they have not been downfield targets. Uh, they have not been high productivity targets. He ended with four catches for 39 yards against Arizona. And in the games with Jalen Hurts on their center or taking over, he's yet to score double digits. Specifically in the last two weeks with Jalen Hurts taking over and being the starter for all eight quarters, he has 6.3 and 5.9. He gets Dallas next week, which is a nice matchup. He's still a focal point of that offense. like He's leading the team in targets since Hurts has taken over. But still, it's just it's not looking great for Goddard with if you're looking for like huge upside from the tight end position, I'll still likely rank him around tight end 10 through 12 uh, because he does have like a decent floor at the very least, but he's becoming a more touchdown dependent option at this point. Jason, end us off young sir. Yes, sir. Mr. Host. Uh, my stock down is someone who it, it kind of going off of what Michael just said. A guy who is never going to be a top five tight end, but is consistently in the back end of the tight end runs. It's been TJ Hawkinson. What's been keeping TJ Hawkinson afloat is that he's going to get you like eight points, eight to 10 points a week. He's basically the Robbie Anderson of tight ends, except it's a lot better when you're a tight end when you're doing that. And then last week, he only saw four targets, 18 yards, lost a fumble. Uh, Jesse James and um, Hunter Bryant also saw three targets. That shit, might cost bad, me, that shit might cost me a championship. It was a bad game for Hawkinson, man. And Tampa Bay coming up next week is a decent matchup. The, I'm saying stock down only because you're in a spot with Hawkinson where you're going to start. It. You're probably not going to find a better option for the tight ends. So you just got to hope that he finds the end zone because in games where he hasn't found the end zone this season, it hasn't been that pretty. It's just he, he's going to be a tight end. 5 to 12 but he's not going to win you a championship. Jason's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> uh Jason, where could they find you? At Brodo FF Jason. Mike, where could they find you? At Brodo FF Mike. You can find me at Brodo FF Tim. All of us at Brodo Fantasy on Twitter, brodofantasy.com and don't forget patreon.com/brodofantasy. Michael, why don't you tell them about party belts though? Broski. Sure. Uh, go to partybelts.com. It is literally the perfect time, folks. Uh, if you want something for your league to celebrate without going into your pocket and spending a ton of money, go to partybelts.com. Get a customized belt, championship belt, fantasy football champion, whatever your league, any sort of logo. It comes with beer holders on the side. It's absolutely awesome. We got it for all of our patron leagues. Uh, we ha- we've referred a couple people who also got it and were very excited about it once they received it. Give it a shot. Um, it's like 30, 35 bucks. And if you use code Brodo, you get 15% off. So even better deal for you. It's by far the best deal you could find out there for a championship equipment. For a championship equipment. For Space, not a championship equipment. <laughs> Jason, why don't you tell them about Thrive? Yeah, as I Jason as I in the middle of, of eating a gingerbread cookie. <laughs> this has been on the table all the entire podcast next to me, and I just I couldn't resist anymore. I had a you're minute so to out and I couldn't do it. Bro, you're like that yeah. uh experiment with the with the um the donuts. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
Something with the like the little kids. The stale, or something? Do- or like stale a- donuts. Yeah, the, you give the little kids stale donuts, or you could say, "Wait five minutes, and you'll get two stale donuts," and they eat the donut in- anyway. Yeah, I couldn't wait anymore. Uh, the other people that not Stouffer's, believe it or not, that's not our other sponsor. Um, if you go to Thrive Fantasy and use code Broto twenty B R O T O two zero B R O T O two zero. Uh, they'll match you between twenty and fifty dollars, so it's free money to play with, and it is DFS prop bets. It's a lot of fun, uh, especially primetime games. That's when I play most. Uh, Monday night, for example, is Nick Chubb going to go over this or that many yards? Baker Mayfield this or that many touchdowns? Uh, you pick ten and you wager points, and you see if you do the best, and you can win some money. It's a lot of fun, and we're if you use code Broto twenty, you're doubling your money for a lot more. Monday nights to play or playoff games. The playoffs are going to be a lot of fun on Thrive, actually. I mean, I could could not agree more, especially in the playoffs, man. Playoffs is always a different animal. You think you know, but you don't know. Anyone could come out and have big playoff games. So, uh, yeah, that's it for us on this side. That's it. Have a great day. Yep. We hope you had a good time listening, and we will be back uh, tomorrow for the patrons. And on Wednesday with the Thursday Night Football preview. And then on Thursday, we're coming out with two episodes um, previewing all the games in Championship Week. And then on Sunday, we will be having a live stream from 1130 to 1230 on Twitter, at Fantasy. That's all from us. See ya. Quick note. Quick note so that we don't give false information out to the people. Oh, my goodness. Um, Just real quick. It's not a Thursday game this week. It's a Friday game, which is super odd because Friday's Christmas. So maybe the NFL just wanted the game to be played on Christmas. Um, but yeah, so. so it's a Friday game this week, not Thursday. Interesting. Interesting. I didn't even I didn't even realize that. Exactly. See, we need to let the people know. Yeah. So forget what I said about that one. All right. All right, dudes. Later. <laughs> Later. Later.